2: it is our number three of the g bag nation here on 105.3 the fan we have some playoff talk here for you michael irvin audio he was on with sean and rj today it was great we're going to be at the rally house on friday in fort worth and uh, looking forward to it i have been informed the rally house will be giving away count them 30 20 gift cards on friday and four 100 gift cards on Friday. So, come on out, win a gift card, get some gear whether it's Cowboys or Mavericks or TCU, whatever kind of gear you want to get. They got it all. Come yeah, see us did. Rally House on on Friday and they're going to have some great giveaways ready for you. Look at that. We're going to have 34 winners uh, on on Friday yeah. thanks to the Rally House giving away these uh, gift cards. We'll see you there. Hewlin Mall, right? That's that's the location. Yes. hewland Mall Friday uh 2 to 7 g nation we rock the house out there in Fort Worth. Tarrant County. Okay. Uh, Michael Irvin cuts. Here we go. What's more important at 877 uh, 881 1053? You have the better record or you have the better momentum? I'm going to play this cut and I, I'll have another question here for you, but let's get some Cowboy playoff discussion going. Here's the playmaker.
3: No, no, no. You, you, you want to be going, you want to be moving in the right direction. It is hella hard to do it about faith. and turn in the National Football League. Hella, hella hard. You want to be going in the right way. It's not just about talent. It's also about confidence. It's not not that, okay, we hope we win. We got to know we're going to win. We got to know. So that confidence going in and going down the stretch of playing well means a great deal. Don't underestimate what Philly's going through right now.
2: Yes, do not underestimate what Philly is going through right now. Their momentum is heading in the wrong direction. Wrong direction, yeah. And the Cowboys, though that's my question, do they have momentum right now? How would you say this, winning two in a row, do the Cowboys have that? their Uncle Mo in town? Beating
4: Philadelphia, it started in the right direction. And going to win a game You know, against Tennessee on a short night or short week, Man, I, I would say, yeah, it, it was. It, we always talk about this, even in the post game. It's not easy to win. Everybody knows that, but for them to to play the games the way they have, does that that tough one in Philly, emotional, and then come back and win on Thursday night by two touchdowns. I'd say they have momentum going in the right direction.
2: What do you guys think? Do, do, do the Cowboys have momentum?
5: Uh, right now, sure. They've as long as you're some, winning games. Yeah, they've got some momentum. Yeah, I mean, if, if they end up beating Washington and you go in with a winning streak, your offense is playing good football right now, you're going to be healthy. Yeah, you'll have momentum.
6: I think it's all about, yeah, you, if you're on a win, win streak, I guess you could parse the wins and say, well, you, you kind of didn't look great versus the Titans. And then if you kind of barely escaped Sam Howell, who may or may not be a future Hall of Famer brought us, but he is at a this Hall point, of Famer. Go ahead and can
4: go ahead and, yeah. So yeah.
6: I mean, I, I I guess you could you could pick it apart a little bit, but as long as you're winning, I think you're going in there feeling pretty good.
4: Yeah, Philadelphia is they can't be feeling good because they had a chance three four weeks ago, I believe, to, to clinch the number one seed. You
6: know? Yeah, they're spiraling and they got the injuries. And, and, yeah. That's the other thing. Cowboys should be getting healthy yeah. when it comes to Vander Esch and Hankins at least coming back.
4: Yeah, they're in a situation right now. They got all these guys hurt, and they had a chance to clinch the number one seed. They haven't done it. Now they're having to play their hurt quarterback in week eighteen against the Giants team. You don't know if the Giants are going to play their guys or not. You know, Giants could be looking for momentum too. Giants haven't been playing great. They won last week to get in the tournament, but the Giants might say, "Man, we need to do some better things here." What better than to go in there and try and play toe to toe with Philly, and you know, make them have to make them have to sweat this thing out. I tell you what, if Philly plays Gardner Minshew in this game, you talk about you can't drive a nail up their butt. How tight that game, that team's gonna
2: be. I mean, to me, that's a little different than momentum, though. That's like you got hurt at the wrong time. I I think if you could replace it with a a healthy Jalen Hurts, the momentum of what what would have happened in the last three weeks. Yeah, there's no. That's his injury.
4: There's no momentum there. Yeah. There's no momentum at all. Okay, they had a chance to knock Dallas out with their whole team, basically, right? Had everybody healthy with the exception of the quarterback, right? Dallas, you know, Dallas won four or five games with a backup quarterback. They're 0-2 with their backup quarterback. Yeah. You put him in the game, there's no momentum there at all. No. They they, they were trying to win the game. That was a hat and t-shirt game at AT AT&T Stadium the other day for them. Yeah. Took an L. Another hat and t-shirt game. For them against the And then side. looked
2: worse against New Orleans.
4: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I just don't know if, like, if Jalen Hurts makes a full recovery, though, I think what had happened the previous three weeks, you just rip that up because the players are back to feeling confident. You know, that's what Michael Irvin was they talking about. They don't know about. if
4: he's going to play or not.
2: No, not right now. That's a but problem. you go out there in the first series, and if he runs and trucks somebody and throws a touchdown pass, then boom, you know, what, ha- what transpires. If he runs in those... and gets sacked, then, and then, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. Then
4: they're, they're, no, it,
2: it can it's a two way street there, yeah. Okay, uh, Rodgers at AT&T or Brady in Tampa. Here's Michael Irvin.
3: I've been out here all the while, boy, and I'm telling you something, this thing has me so twisted and turned, up oh. and turned up. I don't know how to watch it during games. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay, wait a minute, Philly. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on, Miss because I got the pass figured out. We go get Tampa first. You know, we go get Tampa first, and then we're going to let either – we will we, we'll let those other three teams right there somebody got to play each other we don't want to go we don't want to go to all three of them. minnesota philly all uh, so so i uh san francisco i want to let some of them play each other and then i do then find out who i go through after that but yeah i would like to go to tom first
2: yeah i would like to go to tom first as well you know um uh, that, to me, you know, is your opportunity just because of how bad the rest of his team is. Right. How banged up they've been. But that's terrifying.
4: If you don't worry about Dak Prescott playing in that game, you should want to go to Tampa. Because he was bad the first game. Yeah. Dak Prescott was awful. They won that game in week one without Tom Brady being Tom Brady. And they that, just ran the football. Defensively, you
5: know? they're just not nearly as good as they were early in the year. Their defense is not what they were the first month of the season. That mm-hmm. that That is what made Tampa Bay so good and, and what I thought was going to be their calling card this year. That defense has really not been up to standard. And maybe it's Todd Bowles being the head coach. Has that Ma- offense scored enough points? No, I mean, it's, it's, it goes, it's
4: both sides. It's the entire team for but sure, but defensively, I also not, think they've been disappointing. But they're not giving up points, are they? I mean, what are the scores? Playing
6: some low-scoring games,
5: I'll, yeah. I'll check. Sam Darnold look, looked but.
4: pretty good against them last week. I think he threw three touchdown passes. Sure, but I'm just saying, though, is it Tampa's defense giving up – I mean, they're not giving up any points. The thing is, Tampa's offense can't do anything. Yeah, it goes both ways.
2: All righty, and then uh, one final cut here for you from the playmaker, Michael Irvin. I thought he had a great answer about, uh, you know, what do you do about this game here that needs to get played or not?
3: Yeah, I I, I think it's too much to play it. I really do. I really think it's too much to play it because – It's not just, okay, let's get the results of this game. It's also, let's go back and relive that moment. And that's what all those players are going to do. I'm not even talking about us on TV and and all that that we're going to have to talk about on TV and the pregame shows and all those things. I'm talking about those players reliving that trauma. I think this is one time to just keep it moving.
2: Yeah, it's just one time you can keep it moving. You can avoid the uh, you know having to relive that moment. That's something I hadn't thought about, but you know I think that that would be a factor for me. I, I th- what it, what it comes down to is I do want a resolution of some kind. Do you think it's realistic at all? We could have a coin flip.
4: No. I, you're just I don't. gonna go with a
2: no. you're gonna go with a non game. I two sixteen game seasons. I'm
4: trying to play this game. Yeah. Once I get word that his improvement is to the point where everybody's feeling good about his progress, I'm trying to find a way to schedule this game. I just am. I, there's too much on the line for too many teams. And I'm sorry, I, it's not – I'm not being insensitive, but you're, you've got to think about where you're at right now. I mean, the things if, – if he's improving to the point where everybody's feeling better about it, then you could go play. The people in Buffalo can go play, the, the, you know, the Bengals. You know, you've got other, other things to consider here. You know, it's it's, it's, it's it's heartbreaking that this happened. But, you know, you also got to find a way to go on. You got to find a way to play the game. You got to find a way to finish this thing out. Yeah. There's a lot of people's lives that are, you know, and, and again, it's, I'm not being insistent. As long as he's improving, these players can line up and go
2: play. I think they could play. I don't know how you disrupt all of the schedule, and I. But at the same time, I don't know how you end a season giving the the Kansas City Chiefs that's the number one seed. That's, yeah. you, that's, that's why I'm I think at. the coin that's flip makes at. the the most sense. Actually, it's, you know, it's
4: just that Buffalo and and Buffalo and Cincinnati both beat Kansas City. Yeah. And if I'm going to lose, we see what happened to Buffalo in a coin flip in Kansas City before, yeah. right? In overtime.
2: See, I think you need do you want some to go sort of a, that again, and and because of that, Cincinnati's not going to say, "Yeah, just call it a non-game," right? Yeah. Like Buffalo would be like, "Yeah, we're we're calling it a non-game." Yeah. Cincinnati doesn't want to do that no, and give up their don't. chance of a buy. They well, got
4: they had a home game. You know, they had a home game against against Buffalo, and you know if you if that game is played in Buffalo, you're probably thinking Cincinnati's not going to be favored in that game. But yeah. Cincinnati's playing great right now, and you know they're they're doing the best they can. The league has got to decide. But as long as this as long as the player is as long as Hamlin is improving every day, you've got to figure out that like, okay, he's improved enough that he's gonna be fine. Let's go play. Let's go figure but, this okay, thing
2: out. Okay, so you're gonna do a wild card weekend?
4: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take that week between I'm sorry, yeah. we're just gonna go right from the championship game to whoever's playing in uh, in Arizona. And I'm you're gonna
2: you're gonna you're gonna finish this game next week on wild card weekend and then go to wild card weekend. And so now your division winner is waiting two weeks and three weeks. I think there's there's a lot of teams that are going to be inconvenienced, and the the number they, one the easiest path is to not play the game. They
4: make this team. They make this 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 teams play three games in what twelve days? Yeah, Just crap like that. They you know, if you want to give these somebody a little extra rest,
2: I don't. Hey, maybe think, that could help. Yeah, yeah that's that's. Heck, not I a wouldn't problem. turn down the extra rest. Yeah. No. You know, especially with some of these key injuries. Ben gets close. Benjamin Albright, NFL reporter,
6: says that the NFL is considering calling the game a no contest and then determining seeding via a random number generator, whatever that means. So Point it would he's be throwing that out. So it's, Basically, it's, it's, it's win percentage it's, instead of win-loss record. Yeah, exactly. And then,
5: the Bengals would be eliminated in that regard. Yeah. So it would come down to Bills and uh, Chiefs, Seeds. and that would not be fair to the Bengals, <laughs> which... You know, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's so why what? the NFL still said, considering. It, hold on now, other hold on options. now.
2: Chiavalo said we might determine it with a random number generator, and then you said we might just do a 16 game season off win percentage. Which one would it be?
5: That's what. It, no, that's what that is. That's
6: what. It's a, the same I thing. don't know. I, I because just, he followed
5: up on it. On okay, because uh, we we saw the same thing from Bro Bible. Yeah. So Benjamin Albright went on a podcast. He said that the NFL was considering calling the Bengals contest, uh, uh, the Bengals and Bills game a no contest. Which would determine the seating vi- via the numbers generator, but what that would use is essentially win percentage oh. instead of win loss record. Okay, which would basically nullify the Bengals' chances. Right. And Ben A- Benjamin Albright, you know, was replying to fans in his mentions and said yeah. that would be correct. And that's why they're tabling a lot of options, and it's an unprecedented scenario.
2: Yeah, and it's something you don't want to play out publicly right now, especially if you're Cincinnati, because if you're the Bengals and you're hearing that, you're like, no, we're not agreeing to that. We're not just going to have this. We wanted to play. It was Buffalo that didn't want to play. So, Well, they were
4: sympathetic to Buffalo. They were sympathetic problem. to it, Yeah, yes. the, the, and, and Zach Taylor talked about walking across the field and, and talking with their coaching staff, and they're like, listen, we got to be at the hospital. Yeah, we, we, we totally understand. You know, totally are doing the right thing. Yeah no, yeah, no, absolutely doing the right thing. Yeah, I just, my whole, my whole argument is, like, if, if, if Hamlin continues to improve and it's like, okay, hey, we're, we're crossed the big hurdle here, you know, now players' minds are a little bit like, okay, back to Changes task. Changes it a lot. Back yeah. to task. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you would have heard he is in a hospital and he's fighting for his life, it could go either. And he, he's still fighting, but at least you're hearing from his family positive news coming out of this yeah now, if you're a buffalo bill player you're gonna think okay this is good you know he's in a good hands there you know now we got to get back to playing these
2: games all right speaking of good things and getting back to playing this game uh an outburst of of scoring has gone viral in the nba and last night it was Giannis with a career high 55 this is getting fun looking at slates of games and trying to imagine Who could go for 50? Who could go for 60? Is someone going to try to go after Kobe's uh, 83 from back in 2006? Two nights ago, it was Clay with 54. Same night, Donovan Mitchell had 71, which was the most since Kobe's 83. Um and I, I 81, think what one right
6: for Kobe 81 81 yeah my bad no you're good um the text was just gonna light
2: you up so yeah you got me Pre- you. appreciate you <laughs> saving me from that you, you need a flak jacket sometimes to look at this truckwreck.com <laughs> <laughs> so I don't look at it <laughs> so Luca's next opportunity is going to be tomorrow night against Boston and the Celtics play really good defense so I, I don't know but I, I think what happens is obviously these guys are very competitive they're pro athletes but I think watching the 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 highlights or, or watching Sports Center or maybe even watching the games, they get caught up in it and they're like, Oh, I can do that. You know, or, or you know, they have a, a hot opening quarter, they're fifteen, they're like, wait a minute, is it my night? Heat check time. Mm-hmm. And if they keep going in, you know, we're seeing like Mitchell or Lucas shoot close to seventy percent and more than half your threes are going in. It's like, well, shoot. And I, I think the other thing that's happening that's reinforcing this is teams are seeing sometimes the best thing for a superstar to do is to be more of a ball hog. And it's like, well, the numbers are saying that I I know you guys need your shots and we spread it out, but when we get our superstar going, if we want to win this game, it's not time for him to be like, oh, my bad, be the humble superstar that wants to share the ball. It's time to turn him loose and let him go. Um, And so I think players are getting less of the stop sign from the coach. Um, and then players are seeing this happen and they want to participate. in. It. And I think agents like sneaker companies are saying, dude, we're giving you 20 million dollars a year when you do something like this it sends our visibility through the roof so i don't think anybody is giving them a stop sign like maybe they did in the past and more and more entities are encouraging this to continue so maybe we'll get some more you have the grizzlies visiting a defensively challenged charlotte team tonight
4: i was looking up to see if ja morant was available tonight because yeah it's his turn yeah because the hornets are like 10 and 26. Or we should we all pick a, play a player? Pick our fighter?
2: And L- LaMelo Ball plays like the worst defense ever. He does. Yeah. I think that's
5: a good one. Jaws is a good one. I'm going to go with C.J. McCollum. Okay. Tonight at home against Houston. No Zion. I think McCollum ends up just shooting a bunch. and Maybe he's able to get there.
2: I could see that. That guy could go for a 30-point half, no problem um yeah i mean you have lillard and
6: edwards playing tonight durant who's a monster DeRozan's playing tonight it's a great slate where there could be multiple dudes that go off in this way and the three-point shot certainly helps this a ton
2: yes oh yeah, well, yes yeah, the, the green light on the three pointers and you're trying
6: pick your guys of them. come
5: on pick your guys all right uh, i like
6: this i like this so let's see who's going for the 50 piece tonight
5: yeah 50
7: piece fifty briskets.
2: Fifty brisket. Donovan Mitchell could again. He you could know, take right? again. Yeah, he could. He, he's back in action. He he probably wants anybody feeling a trade. I'm know? gonna go with Embiid. Well, I like that. Taking good on taking on the the Pacers. You have the Lakers hosting the Heat. Miami not playing well. Maybe LeBron wants to get in on on, on this as well. I just but
6: saw he's not even going to get to play tonight. Oh, oh, LeBron's no. dealing with a non-COVID illness at the moment.
2: That's tough. Give uh, g- me, me the Greek
6: freak, man. I think he's been uh, on a on a bit of a tear himself. You where he's dropping 40, Giannis, fl- that's forty plus, forty plus points. Cheating is it? Oh, well, I can <laughs> nah, go. Can take I mean, over his last three games, he's averaging forty-eight points. Oh my god! So and seventeen boards and six assists.
2: He's just an absolute savage. He is, man. Yeah, he said last night he he wants this to get to the point that people are bored with it because it just keeps happening again and again and again. So in order for that to happen, he's probably got to do it at least twenty more times. K. gilgish Alexander from the four hundred five is a good guess
5: as well. That that would yeah. be a good one. He to didn't guess. play that night, go. right?
4: In the one that, uh, when they played uh, Oklahoma City played Boston. I don't think he was in the game. And they still beat him. They routed him. Yeah, they, uh, they, them. Yeah, but they, they play, play Orlando tonight, ton. right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, they do play Orlando tonight, and, and I do think he's supposed to play. All right, uh, when we return, G-Bag Nation. It is time for Wooly Bullies Top 10 at 420. Where are we going with that, sir? Oh, I'm going after Eric Chiafalo's heart. It is National Spaghetti Day. It's a near
5: and dear favorite for mine. I got the Top 10 Italian-American dishes. What is yours next
1: on The Fan?
2: Welcome back, Nation. It is time now for Woolchuck and his top 10 at 420. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. You think there will be less big company trucks on the road because of gas prices? Think again. And those big trucks have insurance companies to protect them. Get the representation that won't settle for less at the Frankels at truckwreck.com Here he is, the Wooly Bully, Woolchuck. Thank you very much, General. Happy National
5: Spaghetti Day. Let's go. Oh, how do you guys eat your spaghetti? You go just twirl of the fork. You go with the spoon. You
6: know, you mash I've it. Up never, the spoon. I've never managed the spoon situation. No,
5: never figured that one out. Only
0: a savage would eat it with a spoon. Yeah.
5: yeah, it always just looked like I used to try it because I thought it looked cool, but no, I just decided f that. I'm
0: or not. a three year old with the little plastic little front uh-huh. they have. That's
5: right. Yeah, uh-huh, that's I just decided no. But so I just twirl. You know, just twirl. I use a throw. variety
2: of techniques. I'll cut it. I'll twirl it. I'll slob it and, and just, like, suck it in oh, with yeah. it slapping up against your cheeks. Just to get yeah. slurpy-derpy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll try a variety of techniques. It is one of the
0: top comfort foods for me. Yeah. yeah. It's better's a leftover, right? Am I tripping? Oh, no. Yeah. a right. leftover? No. You're you, right. You fry okay. that
6: bad boy up in the pan. A little, a little mm. olive oil. Well, come on, bro.
2: Time to mm. party. Mm. My, my only hard and fast rule when it comes to spaghetti is I'm going to need three pieces of Texas toast. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Are you kidding me? That garlic bread to go Oof. along
6: with the meatballs. Uh, and, uh, oh, my goodness. And, and hopefully they're putting a little sausage in that meat sauce as well. So it's not just the meatball, though you still want the meatball. Just let's do some sausage with it as well. Let's pour all the Parmesan cheese and let's party rock. Gosh, there's,
5: uh, you know, during the soda, I think it, it's definitely the pasta that I've been wanting the most.
6: <sighs> Yeah, I get that, bro. I the get pasta that pasta craving. All those pastas, because there's so many legendary pastas that it's. Uh, and obviously, the the tried and true king is the spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, but you get of a little, you get a little Alfredo, no doubt. I mean, you deal with a little bit of that chicken Alfredo, shrimp Alfredo. I know you're a scampy guy as well. Don't mind a little scampy. Gosh, I don't mind a little bit of it all. Chicken Parm Sando, give me Chicken a little, Parm in general. A little tour of Italy, uh, shall we? Yeah, a tour of Italy, you bro. Know? At Olive Garden,
5: go a little bit of it's a good a, menu item. And I think now they've got it pretty much at, universally. You know, at you all these to, Italian restaurants. I think, now, did the Macaroni Grills close? Did the Romanos did. do they shut did.
0: down? They did. <sighs> they did. Macaroni Grill used to have a Penny Rustica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! You're not wrong about that. Changed my life, chefs. The pain. shrimp and the, and the and the chicken. Yeah, dude. Oh, so I fell in love with red wine there. Yeah, <laughs> one of the guys.
4: that. Is that this on the table for free? Is that the place where they bring you some house? I don't they
6: bring
3: know.
4: it out there and you just kind of like it's like your honor, you know? If you just like slam the whole gallon of it, they
2: that it, it was for me. My buddy Will worked there, and we would have ourselves a time. It's like
6: here's some bread,
2: some uh-huh. oil, some butter, and some <laughs> yeah, complimentary so wine. You yeah, there for that, eight I hours? The that, bills thirty bucks. I
4: kind of thought they put a bottle out there and you just kind of like that big old jug of it, and you just kind of was on an the honor
0: carafe. System. Yeah, man, big old box wine. <laughs> That's what it's all about right Start there. I see yeah. Dawson in there slapping the bag. <laughs> yeah.
5: Still sit around the pool. Yeah, pass that sucker over here, huh? Get a little bit of that. So I've got the top 10 Italian-American dishes. What is your favorite? Because some of these, like I did find out, apparently spaghetti and meatballs is very Italian-American. You don't go to Italy and get a lot of spaghetti and meatballs. You will get spaghetti.
2: But the Ita- the uh, it, it, that's an American thing: is spaghetti and meatballs. You know, I find what we do is we take other countries' menu items and make it better. <laughs> you know, just meat it up, <laughs> right? Is thinking? that what we do? You don't like the meatballs, guys? Yeah. Like, no, they
5: we'll, love the meatballs, but that'll kind of just be like by themselves. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Like they'll they'll the I meatballs are just kind of their own. It'll just be like the a Sunday very, gravy, like a side. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the spaghetti will be its own
6: delicacy. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, I I can't wait to one day, hopefully, go to Italy and because I like the way they do their pasta, where it's it's all it like, from scratch pasta, incredible, just unbelievable. The pizza,
0: it's of not course. hard to make. The portions are amazing in Italy. You get like a whole family portion yeah. when you order something, or maybe we just didn't know because well, we couldn't read the damn menu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what,
4: if you ever been to Margiano's, Margiano's over there, that my yeah. bar mitzvah
7: yeah. there, maybe. They
4: have they have family style. You will walk and they'll give you some to go. Yes. Like hey, since you ordered this, here's some to go. Yes. They they give you like like you can wow. like as a freebie.
6: Like, up. like the donut holes at the donut shop. I like exactly like what it does. sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, the bag- family
5: style at Maggiano's, ah. Eric. It is the thing to do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right we should right there, do huh? a G Bag Nation family style night, like Maggiano's.
6: I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I was walking down Main uh, Main Street Grapevine the other day, us. I thought of you when I strolled through Naples and saw those pizzas coming good, out. I said, gosh, thank you. Oh,
4: I'd
6: like to have
5: one of those. Uh, some of the texts that are coming in, 469 said there's a macaroni grill on University in 30. So just make sure it's still open. Yeah. Because there was one off 75 in Legacy, right, by Cinemark Legacy there in Plano, but it's closed.
4: There was one on Northwest Highway, too, right off the the tollway there, or the fire station that closed down, too. There you go. Uh,
5: 936 says go to Salerno on any Sunday night. And they have eight ninety nine all all-you-can-eat spaghetti and meatballs. There's no Italian food better than manicotti, says the 936. That's pretty good. That's I'm their good. vote right yeah. there. That's like
2: the tube, right, that you stuff?
4: Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, I like that one. With the cream cheese stuff you hate? Uh, Bucatini? Oh, it has cream cheese in it. <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Okay,
2: it does. <laughs> it does have cream it, It's
5: got ricotta. He's right? about to denounce <laughs> it. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> hate himself for a week. i have eating cream? Cream not cheese? eating that. David just looked at me
4: like, no, it's ricotta
7: cheese. Where are you guys going, though? What's
4: your go-to Italian
0: dish? L.A.?
4: I think Lucius is right. Lasagna, right?
0: A lasagna. Yeah, lasagna. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. Lucius is Anything, right all about all of it. Yeah, it's like, it. like Mexican food. It's all the same, it's but it's so just good. made differently. The, and it's all damn great. The, the
4: it's fire. It's the penny, the rigatoni. Oh, penny With the, r- the rigatoni, with the <sighs> tube. The spicy rigatoni. And it gets the sauce gets mm. inside the tube of the, oh my God. So good,
6: yeah. The uh, I'm trying to think. You like the ZDs are incredible. I, I'm a chicken parm guy through and through. Yeah. Oh yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, That's man. also very American. And uh, but I will say this: the eggplant parmesan. And I'm not really? Mr. What is it? Is your veggie mom. Guy. What's the thing your mom makes, right? Well, my mom does make a mean eggplant well, parmesan. That, that is that is to Whatever die she, for. The bread, the stuffed bread. Which oh my god! So yeah, Jesus. the homemade stuffed oh Italian my bread. Gosh. You can't really beat that. That is like the that's uh, like similar a to a calzone. Yeah. Similar. Oh, calzone's so good. Uh, but yeah. the calzone's amazing. Um, I'm trying the, the Alfredo stuff, the ziti's, the lasagnas. How about just a sausage and peppers sandwich? Yes, sausage and peppers is. is Sergeant well. Pepper's
5: Lonely Heart's club getting some chicken love. Is Tetrazzini
6: a, uh Italian? Uh Tetrazini. My mom makes te- it a ton. T- a t- yeah, my mom makes it. a chicken and a, tur- tree, okay. a turkey turkey tetrazini. I'm gonna say yeah, Okay. It's got it's got the it's got the Italian feel to it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it feels amazing. It, if it ends in eni, I, th- I think you just go it's Italian. <laughs> like yeah. Uh Carbonara is getting some love from oh, the, the Twolos. Yeah. Uh, also
0: Gelato. Getting so low. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, baby. That. Hell yeah. I've been waiting for payday. There you uh, go. Yes. Like, put a little bit to the side for you, boy.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Number 10.
6: I'll catch you Friday. I get paid Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run through. I'll stay up till midnight, I swear. There,
5: <laughs> Number 10 on the best Italian American dishes on National Spaghetti Day.
2: Pediccini Alfredo. There yeah. You go. I would say that's my favorite. It's so yeah. good. It's kind of
5: cheating because it's a different, fattier sauce, but Oof. delicious. So good. Number nine, and I had this in Oxnard for the first time. You wore it. And I wore it. It's <laughs> a Chipino.
4: Oh, yeah. It's that uh, the soup.
2: It's seafood a soup, and it's got a lot of seafood in it. Seafood soup. It so sounds like s- a Brazilian soccer player. It's,
6: yeah. yeah, it's famous Chepinho. in-, in uh, I thought it was Megan Chapino. She plays for America. <laughs> it probably <laughs> wasn't
5: technically soda-approved, but I felt okay with it. Yeah. because it's, it's like mostly protein-based.
4: Basically, it's San Francisco. Big dish in San Francisco. Oh, it was
5: delicious. Yeah. They did it well where we went. Number eight is the sausage and peppers.
6: Talk to me, baby. Yes. So good, man. It's, it, it's, it really is outstanding. How about just a, a meatball sub? You? yeah you, have, you kidding
5: me you yeah. gotta you, you gotta make sure you got good sauce and meatballs oh, there
0: you gotta it's all about the it's uh, all
5: about having the good quality sturdy meatballs
0: is it sauce or gravy
5: I call it gravy
0: yeah I was told one time hey don't be disrespectful it's it's this is gravy is sa- it is gravy so oh, you but, gotta go but gravy. I
4: think the thing about the difference is though the gravy aspect of it is because you're putting meat in it to cook off that's what I'm saying you're putting you know, bones and stuff yeah. like that, and, and all like
0: shanks and things. I didn't know. I was getting educated because clearly I was in the wrong. And yeah. I was disrespecting the whole house, apparently. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah. But some of your Likewise. Sunday gravy is like you cook off a bunch of meat products <laughs> in the sauce and then take the meat products out. Ooh, okay. You can come nice say sauce to... at
6: my place anytime. Cool. Just cool. We're not yeah. going to look at your side eye. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> it was like sauce.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is gravy.
6: <laughs> this is gravy, yeah. bro. Uh, and shout out to the guy who texted it in because, my gosh, this really actually is going to be number one for me. And it's the stromboli. Yeah, we were just talking oh, about that. Man. Oh, my God. And that is kind of similar to that, that stuffed bread that my mom, mom makes. It's, that, that, it's a that stromboli, calzone ish situation. Oh. Man, that, oh. that is just to die for.
2: I never knew what a Stromboli was, bro. I've always yeah, enjoyed yeah. the name. It's like a hot pocket, and yes. it, but it's got
6: everything you want in it: all the yeah. meats, it's all
2: got the cheeses, high-end, high-end
0: ingredients. Delicious. Delicious. Like a made-from-scratch hot pocket. That's yes. what that is. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Freaking legendary.
5: Number seven, we've got the chicken parm.
1: Yes, yeah, classic. 100%. Well done.
5: Yeah. Number six, cheesy garlic bread. Oh, okay. You I mean, move that
2: to number yeah. two, in my opinion, maybe yeah. even number one. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to fight yeah. you. On
6: that's that. the must-have item that, like, they're going to bring you when you sit down at the Italian restaurant. They're going to bring you some breads, but they're not going to bring you the cheesy bread. But you're no, going to order you're it. You're going to order it. And because it's just, it's a must-have. But item, I'll tell you what. I also like bread to stick. The other, to but, the entree. Also, tray. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. when
5: they give you the combo, what is it like the oil?
6: Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the oil. balsamic. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, balsamic. And, oh, and my you, put little,
4: you put a little pepper just on top
5: bread, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, just yeah. that combo. Just I gets just, you like, yeah. whoa, well, mambo. Mambo Italiano. Hey, I just feel like I'm here. <laughs> hey, growing yeah. up with
0: the Alexanders, my pops was not letting you eat all that bread at the table. I didn't take y'all out here to eat bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat some uh-huh. of these Italian meals that I'm paying for. Fair <laughs> Get screwed. full on bread, my ass. <laughs> I'll tell you what, at,
4: at Dreamland Barbecue, though, Lucius, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they put a loaf of bread. And a, and a bowl of sauce in front of you for an appetizer. They sure do. A loaf of bread. A whole, like, just throw it out in front of you. And get you, you just, good and fooled up. And you, they, you get way fooled up. <laughs> 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 All right, here's the top five of the
5: Italian-American dishes on National Spaghetti Day. Number five is baked ziti.
4: Ah oh, jeez, yeah. yes, bro. Jeez, Delicious and noodles and mm. meat. Yeah.
6: My mom asked us the other night. She was like, "It was like Christmas holiday." That's not a
4: bad Christmas dish.
6: Should I do spaghetti and meatballs, or should I do the baked ziti? ziti. And we all just said at the same time in unison, "The ziti." ziti. You
2: always talk about
6: the so. Ziti. Ziti. I'm getting into the baked ziti
2: out of the frozen section. You know, I'm not making yeah. a scratch one, but sure. it's pretty good.
1: Yeah.
4: Is it is it just penny pasta though? It's just penny, mm-hmm. penny. Yeah. Okay, that's
1: yeah. what, So that's
5: what the ziti
2: is. Yeah, yeah that's gotcha. And the little bit ZD ZD small, little.
4: small like meatballs
5: that go with
2: it. Yeah, yeah. So, little yeah, bit like meatballs, cheeses, yeah. like oh. marbles. Oh, cheese. Gotta have yeah. the cheeses. The Number Michelangelos, I think they make it. They make some good Italian. Oh, food in yeah, the do. Frozen they section. Do. Yeah. yeah. Number four, we got the uh, penne alla vodka.
6: Yeah, a lot of people have been talking about some v- vodka sauces. Yeah, the vodka
5: sauce is a go-to, and is spicy is delicious as well. Number three is lasagna. Oh, Come on now, needs to be higher. Mm. <laughs> now, lasagna is—it's a combination of everything. Yes, it really is fantastic. Everything, and it's made with
1: love. Yes,
5: it right. absolutely Honestly, is. Honestly, I think we should show love to the ravioli as well. While we're at it, I'll tell you. Speaking of Maggiano's, they've got a four-cheese ravioli. It's really good to oh, die for. Yeah, bro, that sauce, mm, fantastic. Oh, we're getting some for the song. caprese salad. You want to just give, uh, you know, just a little bit of health there. Yeah. Uh, best Italian food in Dallas, Torelli's. Mm. Momo on Forest and Greenville, Yeah. and uh, Lucia, in no particular order, from the 469. Maybe it's Lucia, but I went Lucia. Mm.
6: Shout out to my uh, number to three. Baby. Yeah,
5: mm. Number two, we got spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. So number one's going to be pizza, right? Number one, best Italian-American food, without question, is indeed the pizza. Shout out Ooh. to the pilot. Not good, Italy, Not good in Italy, though. Really? Not good in Italy. Really? Not good in Italy, though. Mm. They're hating. Yeah. Well, what was the best thing you had in
0: Italy? The wine. Lasagna. It was lasagna. One hundred percent the lasagna. But with that
4: coffee and though. the bag of wine he drank
0: with. Yeah, his. a whole lot. Yeah, the whole <laughs> bottle. I was like, but damn, <laughs>
4: where? The wine, the
0: coffee. Yeah, everything. All was great. of that, bro. Yeah. It would, I would just be indulging. Pizza was mid though. Wow, it doesn't bro. look like it looks over here. Yeah, There's a whole lot of different things going yeah. on. Yeah. We freaked it out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we freaked it. We freaked it. So there it is. There's today's top 10 at
5: 420.
2: Thank you, old Chuck. A lot of great texts coming in. People talking about the tortellini, the, oh, the shrimp scampi, the shrimp elf. Italian nachos. That sounds oh interesting. Gosh, sounds delicious. Yes. I don't know how you pull that off. Is that those little pasta things with the cheese in the middle? That's you, tortellinis. That's tortellinis? Yeah. Those oh, are amazing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're dang Great Luca Doncic article is out. How the league is trying to stop him now. That's coming up next here in the G-Bag Nation. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on The Fan. It is time to go all the way around the rim here uh, in the nation. You want to open that up for us, GFO? Yeah,
6: why not? 4.45 on a hump day right here in the G-Bag Nation. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed, and the adults are going all the way around the rim.
0: Hold on, keep coming.
6: Mm. All the way Mm. around the rim.
0: Mm. I spelled it wrong at first. Mm.
6: Oh, that the the R, the I, the M. Yeah,
0: Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's all good. You're
6: good, baby. Let it rain, baby.
4: Reinders. Thinking about that lasagna. Mm-hmm.
6: I think I'm all was- thumbs, really.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. okay.
6: I'm just thinking about the, the all that wine in, in uh,
2: Italy. Man, wine hit the spot right now. A couple of very interesting stories going on here. Christian Wood was on with KNC Masterpiece earlier. It was a tremendous interview uh, with, uh, you know, the, the Mav, who all the attention is on right now. The Mavs are balling with him in the starting lineup. It is the final year of his contract, though. And there was a report. Um yesterday in the hoop collective we talked about it tim mcmahon said the mavs would like to do two years and Uh, and and 36 mil and wood is eligible for four and 77 and can was talking about it earlier It was a really good conversation like how could the mavs let their second best player go two years in a row and how could they be so you know cheap with a really legitimate player i mean he's better than porzingis who they gave over 32 and they're like gee i don't know if we want to give him four years at 77 million it's crazy so uh mark stein a uh, long-time Mavs insider and, and NBA insider really has an update on this story, Chief. What do you have for us?
6: Yes, uh, the Dallas Mavericks have commenced dialogue on a contract extension with Christian Wood. Uh, so that's first and foremost. But if the Mavericks cannot come to terms with a you know with a new contract for Christian Wood, then they are widely expected to explore the trade market for him before the February 9th NBA trade deadline which all makes tons of sense right um and that's exactly what it should be we'd like to lock you up but if we can't we certainly can't afford to have you walk out the same way Brunson did once we get out of the uh once once we get out of the season here
2: same exact situation as last year where going into this you're like okay you could trade him you could extend him you could sign and trade him you there's a lot of things you can do the only thing you can't let happen is let him walk Right. right and right now it 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 you know, it seems just as unfathomable, but should we be comfortable with that? Do you think that's going to happen? Are the ma- It's legitimately possible the Mavs would let Christian Wood just totally walk.
6: Yeah, I could see that happening. They don't like any of the trade offers they get because teams know that this is an expiring contract anyways. So teams are like, okay, I can, I can trade assets now for him, and then maybe he walks out on me at the end of the summer. Or I can wait till the summer if I like him enough, and I'll just give him the contract uh, because he'll walk out on the Mavs.
4: I think they need to be really careful here. Yeah, because obviously he has this relationship with Luca. Yeah, and all of a sudden you don't want to with so many things on the horizon. I know Luca with extensions and stuff like that, and you know is Luca going to be here? And everybody's like you know, kind of you know pins and needles. You know the Mavs the Mavs have to figure. I know a couple of weeks ago before the seven and one since he's been starting. The Mavs, where you ask them and they're going, I like, can't, yeah, he's been okay. He's been, you know, I think there, it's more than just what's going on on the court, you know. I uh, mean, I'm talking to people, everything was like super positive going into the season. And then as the season wore on, there were some talks about, well, you know, maybe we played a little bit better without him on the court. Well, now you're seven and one and you're kind of like, All right, well, yeah. We're, it's th- working. It's working. I mean so there's the legit Ma-
2: issues in his past with yeah. focus and professionalism yeah. and energy levels day in, day out type of stuff. Yeah,
4: I think the Mavs have ridden we always talk about the sports roller coaster. Yeah. I think they've ridden the sports roller coaster with this guy. I think they're on the point now where they're going up and they're seven and one and they're looking good with him there. But there's some there's some folks there that are like, where's the buy-in? Where's the yeah. You know why are you yelling at teammates in the locker room? Why you know all these things like that? I mean, there's just things. Right, like The fear of yeah. You pay him? Does he check out? Well, that's that's what everybody's first fear is. But it seems like to me through these last eight games since he's been the starter, there has been the buy-in. There so, has been. The- so the,
2: so would would you give him the four and seventy-seven? Because that brings a big old smile to his face when you mention the names, the number seventy-seven, and that's low for his production. Yeah. That's fifty percent uh, off. Affordable deal, man.
4: Let me ask you this: Would you have rather had him or Brunson for the money you were going to
2: have? I'd rather had Brunson. Yeah, yes, you know. you'd rather had With Brunson the age, more dependable. You know what? Yeah. You,
5: you just made a conference finals run. But
2: Christian Wood is not far off, and he's more talented than Jalen Brunson. Brunson just gets more out of it.
5: And if he does keep improving on the defensive side, you know the blocks we
2: just we just saw what he yeah. can do there. But yeah. you know that, and he's only twenty three years old, so we'll we'll see. You know, I think they're smart to go to the trade deadline to see what makes the most sense. Um, But you you just can't let him go like, like you did. And at $19 million, it is a huge bargain. We've been telling you, though, a lot of people are saying Mark Cuban has gone cheapskate. And that would be the explanation. Mark Cuban has decided, I don't want to pay luxury tax anymore. I don't think you have to do it. Shark Tank Mark might be striking again here with Christian Wood, and that would be a shame. Okay, how the NBA has tried and mostly failed to stop Luka Doncic is the article from Tim Cato in The Athletic today, and that is our next story in this Rim session. They write, deciding how to defend Luka is a job for masochists. (laughs) It's sleepless, exhausting, and... It's something you should never want to have. Uh, Nobody does, says Stan Van Gundy, um, who is now announcing games for TNT, faced this decision twice last year when coaching the New Orleans Pelicans. Doncic beat him twice and averaged 39.5 points. He destroyed us. (laughs) Doncic has become even more unguardable than he was when Van Gundy faced him in pick and roll. He's in the midst of his best season of his five-year career, scored 50-plus points in three of the past six games. For opponents, it's no longer about stopping him; it's about deciding which way he might hurt you the least. Um, so they go about, uh, you know, going over the different ways that teams are attempting to stop him. Yeah, Brian.
4: well, that's the the way to stop him is let him get fifty and let everybody else shoot nothing
2: and hope they miss. That's uh.
4: that. I mean, is that's the recipe to beat the Mavs? Because you're not going to figure out ways to stop Luca.
2: Okay, so they uh, the, the the article says here from Cato understand it's probably not going to (laughs) work and he says elsewhere remember you're hoping for marginal advantages that's that's what you are hoping for he says you can try these strategies just remember every team in the league has tried them too Mm -hmm. and the Mavs are still scoring 121.6 points per 100 possessions with him on the court that's about three points better than Boston's league leading offense and you're That's hoping he man. hurts you a little bit less than he hurts everyone else so you're better than Boston's league leading offense now it's unfortunate you got to take him off the court you know um and that is that's a damning indictment of his teammates, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're way better than Boston when you're on the court and when you're off. We fall back so much we're not leading the league in offense anymore. Nice. But the biggest thing is, uh, and Jason Kidd says, well, people say he's 23, but Doncic can't play the entire game, writes Tim Cato. By making him work harder to succeed, it's still possible that you can tire him out for the game's final minutes. And that's something we saw big time earlier in the season. He's human. The team has been concerned about uh, Doncic's workload. He has the league's second highest usage rate uh, to voluntarily rest him three times in the season's opening 38 games. I didn't realize it was that frequent. But, yeah, about one in every 12, 13 games they're sitting him down. All you're trying to do with the great players is change the percentages a little bit, though, says so Stan Van Gundy. You hit the fourth quarter, and maybe a 37% uh, three-point shot turns into a 34% shot. Maybe Luka going to the rim for a 70% finish can be turned into a 66% finish.
4: Yeah, I think it. it my thought was the way if you're just going to let him score 50 and you get him tired – you get him to the free throw line. You hope the game is close at the end. Hmm. But the free throws for him have been right around 80%. There's been games. The, the one game he had against uh, San Antonio the other night, I think he was right at 60. Yeah, That's your hope. If, you're, if you are really, he's going to get points, you get him to the foul line, maybe you can get him missed, and maybe you can get the ball and, like, finish the game that way. And usually if he's fatigued, those will come up short. Yeah, but yeah. he's been shooting right at, like, you know, 83, 88, you know, some 72%. But, you know, if you if you catch him one of those nights like they did in San Antonio where he shoot 60, that might be your best hope. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah.
6: Well, just one of my favorite things about the cerebral aspect of Luca in this article, too, is like, yeah, we're going to throw a bunch of different things at Luca in particular, but just the Mavs offense. And it, it's not because, oh, we're going to fool Luca. Luke has seen it all. Jason yep. Kidd acknowledges it. The opposing coaches know it. It's can you can you confuse the other four guys on the court? for at least a half a second like that that's what mixing up all these coverages and they go into Nick nurse and how he's like one of these crazy defensive masterminds and he's throwing all sorts of different tricks out where okay one guy's playing man defensively the other four guys are playing his own, his own yeah. and that's not something you really see and there's <laughs> right. a, a ton of different layers <laughs> to that that Nick nurse will do and Nick nurse is like yeah I'm not doing that to confuse Luca I know nothing will I'm trying to confuse his teammates and hope everything gets discombobulated mm. but the other thing is Luca and the pick and Role is maestro yeah. nasty style, especially when it's Christian Wood, who's his, his dancing partner. They're the best in the yeah. sport. And what you're seeing is now a, a 7% decrease in frequency. Uh, from this year to last year to teams are just doing their best to not allow you to get into the pick and roll. Mm. Now they still are at a 35% clip and they're still dominant when they do it, but they're so dominant at it that teams are just, okay, we'll switch. We'll do whatever we have to do to not let you get in the pick and roll because last year you did it 43% of the time. The year before that you did it 47% of the time. And the year before that you did it 47% of the time. Mm. So that's one of the things that you're seeing defenses do differently. Okay. We're going to do everything we can to not let you get into pick and roll. Because we know
2: it's basically just give up. And that's what they did in the playoffs last year to get Dwight Powell out of the game. Is because the pick and roll with the lob to Powell is one of the most devastating plays in the regular season. Sure. Mm-hmm. That we've seen over the last four years. This year, when Luca's th- passing to a roller, it's 1.56 points per possession. Which is... You know, Stupid. almost another half point more than the numbers we just yeah. gave you a few minutes ago, which goes to get Christian Wood in the game and get other bigs that can be the roller that catches alley-oops. You yeah, know, if you, Dwight Powell can do it, imagine do that, what yeah. Christian Wood can do. Yeah, Dwight Howard in his prime. You know, yeah, absolutely. I think You need to find that big next to him. And at that point, you might put together an offense that's as good as what Golden State had when it was inevitable they were going to win the championship. I think... You know, that's what Luka presents for you. And, yeah, you know, it's it's really, really difficult to find a talented uh, seven-footer. But right now, you got a guy, uh, who, 6'11", in, in Christian Wood, who's, you know, just as good as anybody not named Embiid and Jokic when it comes to these kind of things. All righty. Uh, it is the GBAC Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. Three hours down, two to go. When we come back, TCU title game news. Top headlines about the road to the championship is coming up next year on The Fan.